I'm Elena Salinas, and this is the Women in Tech Show, a show where women in tech talk about technology and career development. Today's guest is Jackie Liu, software engineer at Nihilus and student at Columbia University. In this episode, I talked to Jackie about how she, with little experience and exposure to coding, took on the challenge of writing code frequently, committing to GitHub daily. We talked about the types of projects she worked on and what she learned with each experience, and also about putting school on hold as she took a leave from Columbia to start a full-time software engineering role in the Bay Area. Jackie's a very driven person, and I learned a lot from talking to her, and I hope you will too. If you like the show, please rate it on iTunes or send me a tweet at Tech Women's Show. Jackie Liu is joining us today from San Francisco. Jackie, welcome to the Women in Tech Show. Thank you so much. So I first heard about you when I came across a post that you wrote on Medium titled A Year of Code. And at the beginning of this post, you briefly mentioned that you began the year with a breakup of our relationship of several years. And obviously at that time you felt upset and sad. However, later you decided that you needed a distraction that wasn't just Netflix and sleeping. <laughs> so out of all the things that you could have done, you created a GitHub account. Why Why did you choose to, to do this? Yeah, um, I think for me, I had um, been taking like my first CS class around that time um, at Columbia. And I just thought that I um, like wasn't really learning the kind of thing that I wanted to be learning. Like it was, you know, very basic, like uh, CS 101. Um, and it, I wasn't learning like the kind of stuff that was like applicable to um, what I saw as like, you know, like real world things like building web apps or anything like that. So um, that was kind of already on my to-do list. And it just felt like a lot more productive, I think, to be learning something um, and to have like a lot of, you know, like my <laughs> mental space, whatever occupied. Yeah. Was it a CS 101 for non-majors or for majors? Um, it was for CS majors. Yeah. I was originally planning on double majoring in CS and philosophy and decided to drop my CS major like pretty recently. Really? Oh, we'll talk about that um, <laughs> later on. So, and before that, you hadn't taken, hadn't been exposed to programming like in high school or as a child? No, no, not really. Um, I, it's kind of weird actually, because I really had always wanted to be in tech, um, but I never really saw like computer science or engineering as something that I um, was, I don't know, feasibly going to do. Yeah. Um, and most of my friends actually took like AP computer science or whatever in high school. And I didn't because I was like on our like newspaper in high school and that counted as like a technology credit. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And then um, later on in this post, you mentioned it was about three solid months of not understanding how to use Git, how it worked. So I'm curious, what resources were you looking at? Were you looking at video tutorials or talking to friends or how, how did you start getting up to speed? Yeah, um, it was, I don't know. I think I just remember like 
trying to to use Git like once and then like I was like I have no idea what's going on and then trying again like probably a couple weeks later and I was like nope still have no idea yeah and I um I guess I was looking at like GitHub has some tutorials online there are some um guides and everything and it's not super intuitive I think like there's still probably not that many resources that explain it really well I think the best way that I sort of learned how to use it and like learned to understand what was happening with like the Git tree and everything um, was just kind of little by little using it more and more over time and like messing things up sometimes. It's like, oh, trial and error. That went really poorly, like have to get clone again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been through that. So, yeah. so after you opened that GitHub account, what was the process of uh, focusing on a project or deciding what you were going to work on? Did you know you were going to make a web app or was it more, I am going to learn something and. I don't know yet what I'm going to build type of thing. Um, I definitely didn't know. Um, I, I started with a lot of like random uh, learn to code um, things like Codecademy, for instance, um, just because I wanted to learn like Python and like HTML, CSS, whatever, um, and or in JavaScript. And so like diving straight into a web app was not a great idea because like the only programming language I was sort of familiar with was like Java. Um, so I did that for a bit. And then I went through some like, you know, online tutorials for like web apps. And I just had a bunch of random ideas that I wanted, like just things that I wanted to exist. Um, and I was like, oh, like it's a really good way to learn things. And I get to like have this sort of useful thing yeah. that I made. And in parallel to that, you also mentioned that you were doing hundreds of practice programming problems. Were those like uh, ACM problems or what kind of problems were those? Yeah, um, just random problems on, I don't know, HackerRank. Um, oh, nice. Uh, just websites like that, I guess, because I I kind of thought they were fun. Um, yeah. It was like, you know, like little sort of brain teasers for the day. And like I got more familiar with like different functions in Python and things like that. Oh, nice. Yeah, now they have really awesome user interfaces where you can yeah, yeah. see the output and see if it passes mm -hmm. or not. I don't know. <laughs> they can be addictive. Yeah, like a million different like test cases and you start failing on the last 10 because you have to optimize like some algorithm better. Um, so that was sort of fun to do for a while. Yeah. And then once you were starting to do these problems and starting your own projects, um, you decide you'll go to a hackathon. What what was that like, going to your first hackathon? Because you were still, was yeah. it that just a few months after you started? Yeah, it was pretty close um, to when I started. And it was sort of ambitious, Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, was that a I, Columbia hackathon? Yes, it was the Columbia hackathon. Um, that a group called ADI runs, um, the hackathon's called DevFest. And I, yeah, I went because I thought it'd be a cool thing. Um, they are very prioritized, like, toward um, beginners and, like, learning. Oh, nice. So prior to the hackathon, they have, like, a week of, like, workshops um, and talks. And I went to, like, a couple of those. Um, I went to, like, a Flask workshop, for instance, um, and was hoping to build, like, a Flask app. And I... I went to the hackathon and I was just like, oh my God, like <laughs> it was very intense. It it wasn't like super intense. It was more just that um I think the learning curve is definitely like, you know more than I don't one think day. You can necessarily yeah, like learn like 
how to use Flask um, in like a one or two hour workshop and then like build a whole Flask app immediately after that. Yeah. Um, and in general, I don't like hackathons that much because oh, okay. I think um, it's one, like kind of oh, kind of stressful and two, um, like by 4 a.m. I'm just like, I kind of wish I were sleeping at home right now. Yeah, yeah it can be tough. So did you end up finishing that first hackathon or what happened? Um, I did like part of a um, like web app then. And then yeah. uh, I think like a week or two later um, was spring break. And I stayed home like all of spring break and just like built the whole thing out, um, which was kind of fun. Nice. And there was also the story that you went to a, a different hackathon at MIT with another group of people. And mm -hmm. Yeah, so that was more recent. That was um, maybe around a year ago. Okay. So you had already been uh, coding in, for a year, was that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was that, how was that different than the first one? Um, it was... It was super different. We went to Hack MIT. Um, I knew at that point like much, much more about like how to build um, apps, like how I don't know databases worked and how to make a website with like CSS. Um, and so we went to MIT, and it was um, we 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 cycled through a bunch of ideas on the bus from uh, New York and. It, we landed at first on like a, tw a Twitter bot yeah. that would tweet whenever a panda on a on one of these live streams that my friend was super into. Yeah, I remember um, them. Yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> um, like moved because yeah. he was like, you know, this is like a real problem that um, yeah. I I like watching these panda live streams, but the pandas are asleep most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like twelve hours into like working on that, we were like, no, this is. This is kind of silly. Yeah, yeah. Um, how how was that? Like, it must it must have been hard, right? You're already immersed in this project for a yeah. lot of hours, and you had twelve hours left, I think, in the hackathon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I so most of the tech was like kind of applicable to the project we ended up doing. Um, we yeah we were using video processing algorithms that um, basically would like analyze the live stream video and be able to tell when like Panda has moved. Um, and uh, what we ended up building was this uh, project we called Sensei and that used basically um, video feeds from like stores or venues or whatever and um, would sort of um, analyze the video and uh, tell you like give you like analytics for instance like how many people have come in, come out. Um, what section is more popular? Yeah, yeah, like what parts of the store do you need to optimize and things like that. Uh, okay, and that was pretty cool. So it was easy switch because it shared a lot of mm -hmm. the other idea. But yeah. the, the application was much better, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So another thing that you mentioned in that post is that when you are getting started, you sign up for this program. I think it was at Columbia for building mm -hmm. projects with mentorship. Yeah. So I'm curious, that what exactly is that? Is it uh, pair programming with somebody more experienced or how does how does this work? Um, yeah, so it's a really cool thing that a bunch of students at Columbia um, started and it's called ADI Labs. And yeah. um, what they do essentially is uh, create groups of like three or four people 
and um, they're all align the, them. the same level of experience or uh, normally, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and align them with like a project that the that they want to build. Um, and then they have like all of these mentors who like are a lot more experienced. Um, and you just spent like a semester or so building out this project um, with like some help and uh, you basically will sort of sketch out like how the yeah. the sort of architecture of the project is supposed to look and with the mentors sort of split up the project. Yeah. That, the that's pretty cool because it's kind of simulating work. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I think like that's sort of the the goal to make it a very sort of practical setting. And you're building like, you know, like fun things, like a lot of the things that we are building, especially that first semester, were very oriented towards like Columbia students and like the, you know, like things that would be cool to have on campus. Um, uh, one of the really cool apps that built, were built um, by uh, some of the people in the program um, was called Density and it actually used um, data from like different Wi-Fi points at school mm -hmm. um, and would basically post an estimate of like the percentage of like a certain library or a certain space or whatever was filled based on like the Wi-Fi connections. Oh, nice. Um, so it's like, oh, like this library is like 97% full during finals week. So let me look for another one. Oh. Um, just like random cool stuff. That's pretty cool. That's pretty useful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you said um, in this program, they mostly have the list of problems to tackle and they just assign them to the groups of people with the mentor. Um, no, I think that there's a lot of choice. Um, there's a list of like ideas that people can, can brainstorm choose, on, but they can also just sort of like do whatever they want. Oh, um, okay. there's some yeah. freedom. Uh -huh. That's pretty cool. So as you kept going with the year of code, you mentioned that after 200 days or so, then eventually you went to the square code code camp. Uh -huh. And then this involves working with engineers at Square? Yeah, um, so it's a program that Square does, yeah. um, I think every, basically every semester now. Um, and they bring like 20 girls um, who are studying computer science yeah. um, to Square and uh, have like this five day program where you, um, you know, meet engineers at Square, they give you, like, they do workshops. Um, I think we did, like, you know, like an iOS workshop, a machine learning workshop, nice. a security workshop, um, and you get to shadow someone for, like, part of a day. You get to talk to, like, all the executives at Square, like Jack Dorsey, yeah. um, Sarah Fryer, Alyssa Henry. Um, do you remember what... you also do, uh, like, a hackathon project, sorry. Yeah. Do you remember what they said, uh, Jack Dorsey, Sarah Fryer... Like in a um, they were all slightly different. Um, like Jack Dorsey uh, talked a lot about, um, you know, like what it's like running two companies and uh, the kind of things he he thinks about in building products and stuff. Um, Sarah Fryer was talking a lot about like her sort of career trajectory um, because she, I think, like worked previously at like a lot of other companies. Um, I think like McKinsey and like Goldman Sachs um, and how she sort of ended up, you know, being CFO of Square. And Alyssa Henry was talking about kind of her, um, her trajectory too. And I think like that's one thing that's super incredible about Square is that they have just such a like 
amazing team of like female executives who are doing like super badass work. Um, mm-hmm. like Do you Alyssa feel Henry. that? Yeah. Um, she did a lot of work with like AWS, for instance, oh, which is okay. just really cool. She's a, is she the CTO? She's the VP of engineering. I think. Oh, okay. So was this a code camp? What gave you a better insight on what it's like working at a company? Had you worked somewhere before this camp? Um, I had done my first engineering internship, like immediately before, um, code camp. So it, it did that to some extent. I think it was more important because I just met like 19 other, um, college, like female students, uh, in computer science. And I had never really had like much of sort of a base for that before, um, which I thought was super incredible. And, you know, they were all working on like different cool things. Um, and just having them like, it, it's kind of remarkable with code camp. I think like how, um, people build like pretty close relationships from it, uh, just across different classes, even like different, um, groups of the code camp girls, uh, still like talk and we'll meet up in San Francisco or whatever. Oh, nice. Yeah. That, that sounds pretty cool. So I want to talk about Start a Startup Conference in New York that you attended. Uh-huh. Yeah. One of the things that you said that I mentioned was accelerate your growth by working at a startup. Do, do mm-hmm. you agree with this statement? Um, to some extent. Mm-hmm. I, think, um, I think it's definitely very personality-based. Personality? Um, yeah. Okay. How so? What was your experience? Well, so for me, like I've never worked at like a giant company, so I probably am not the best person to ask about that. But Did, um, didn't you do an internship at Apple or? No, I didn't. I, oh, I thought <laughs> you did. Okay. Yeah, I actually uh, decided not to go to Apple because um, the startup where I'm working right now yeah. offered me a full-time job. Um, okay, because I, so. I saw, okay, <laughs> let's talk about this. So you didn't have a... Um, you you said you don't have the background of the big company, but what, yeah. what has been your experience at the startup? So for me, it's been like a, su- a super like just ridiculous, wonderful experience because I feel like it's definitely accelerated my growth. Um, like I uh, have learned so much about engineering. I've learned so much about like different other aspects um, of the company because it's just such a small company that you end up doing a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what and that's, some, you know, like what everybody says about startups. Yes, but what what are some of the other things? Is it that you get more involved in uh, user experience or something? Like you're in software engineering, right? Yes. So what what is the other exposure that you get? Or um, management or? It, it definitely depends on the week or, you know, like I um, get to yeah i get to work like sometimes uh with like our users for instance um we have recently been working on this project that has required us to do like a ton of user testing and like user studies and um that's just been like me and evan one of the other engineers um and you know we don't have like uh, a user research specialist or whatever um uh, someone who just like spends all day doing like UX research. Um, and yeah, so I get to do some of that, which is really, really cool. Um, and then, uh, sometimes dabbling in like some marketing stuff, some design stuff, um, like 
just because, you know, we have like one part-time designer, we have like one um, part-time marketing consultant, but uh, there's no like sort of um, full-time person for these roles. So it's not like if I do something that's a little bit out of my job description, I'm like stepping on someone else's toes. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Yeah, it's very yeah. different because, for example, I've been at big companies. I'm currently at Microsoft, and it's definitely mm -hmm. very separated. There's people yeah. doing the user studies. Sometimes I talk to them, like, what are you doing? Like, how do you plan this? But yeah. you, you're getting to do it. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to talk about uh, Grace Hopper. You mentioned that when trying to get an internship or after going to this conference, you went to Grace Hopper and you saw big companies and you, mm -hmm. you interviewed with Apple. What mm -hmm. I liked about this is that you mentioned that you got an offer, but then you told them, can I interview for machine learning? And you're like, <laughs> I have no experience in machine learning, but I want to interview <laughs> for that team. Like, yeah. why, why, why did you decide to do this? Like, um, when you just taking a shot or I think in general um it's a lot of fun to be out of your comfort zone um and like obviously that's like where you grow the most um that's how you like learn the most quickly um and that's kind of what I wanted to optimize for at that point um I just thought it was you know like I I felt like I'd been doing like quite a bit of um like sort of backend work, like working on like random APIs and stuff. And uh, the I think the initial offer was for like a backend role. And I was like, that sounds like it would be cool, but it'd be even cooler if I learned something just completely different that I knew nothing about. Um, and I think the thing is like uh, the, the trend of learning, I feel like in CS is that something just seems like incredibly hard and like impossible. And then you learn a little bit more and you're like, okay, this kind of makes sense. And you learn a little bit more. And then at some point it just becomes like obvious and almost everything or not almost everything, but um, you know, most at least like roles that you will have in like software engineering um, tend to be that way. So it, it doesn't make that much sense to me, to me to like be like scared of something new because I'm like, Oh, like I've done this before, you know, like with a lot of other random topics that were new. Um, and like, I, I know now. Yeah. And you did get the interview with that team, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And the position. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Because yeah. I sometimes have this problem that I'm like, I would have said, well, I have no background in machine learning. Like I don't map to their requirements, mm -hmm. but I think it's it's really good advice what you just talked about. Yeah, yeah. I think well, I think like a lot of um, a lot more like men will do this. Yeah, I've seen that. Um. <laughs> There's a statistic, right, that something yeah. about sixty percent if they feel they're qualified, and women have yeah. to feel a hundred percent. But usually, yeah. if I see the the title like position in machine learning, I'm like, well, I don't have a background in that. But you were in the same situation, and you were like. <laughs> Get me an interview. Like, that, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So now I want to talk a little bit about putting school on hold. You're, you did this. You're currently mm -hmm. on leave, right? Yes. So what has that been like? How did you decide this is the, the good thing to do for me right now? Yeah. Um, I, I think I was at a point in school. I left, like, in the middle of my junior year, um, Uh, and I think I was at a point with school that I was just, I wasn't feeling like I was learning a lot. And I, 
I really felt like um, I was getting maybe like burned out. Um, just because. Were you still doing the double major? Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. And the culture of school is like you know you you sort of have to work all the time, um, like 24-7, there is something that you should be doing. Like there's another midterm coming up, there's another project coming up, um, and you haven't done it yet, and you feel sort of like, you know, you feel that weight on you like all the time. Um, and uh, on top of that, I had never done like any sort of internship in San Francisco or Silicon Valley or whatever. Um, and I... Uh, wanted to see what that was like because I was obviously like, you know, thinking about whether or not I wanted to, to move out here post-graduation. So I um, was on the lookout for like a spring internship. And um, like, as I mentioned in that post, I guess, like uh, I like kind of found Nihilus and like was using the product. And then um, Michael, the CEO, like emailed me and uh, like saw my tweet or whatever. And asked me to interview and I mentioned that I was looking for a spring internship and they were like, oh, cool, we're looking for spring interns. Um, so that sort of worked out. And then uh, when I got the full-time job offer, I think in like April or May, um, I decided just to like extend the leave by another semester because um, it just gave me like better uh, leeway in terms of like getting settled with like the new like job and sort of being at a com at the company at an interesting time. Um, and then I also decided to just, like, graduate a year early. You haven't graduated yet, right? No, no, no. Um, but I... Do you still plan to graduate? Yes. I plan oh, on graduating, okay. like, in May. Oh, okay. That's cool. Because uh, I see more and more, you know, people drop out. Because there's all these resources online. Or mm -hmm. they get full-time jobs like you, but that that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I tend, to, I tend to think that dropping out or not going to college at all, like, maybe should be an option. Um, because I've definitely found that for me personally, I, you know, I love learning and I'm, like, very curious about a lot of different things. And school is not, like, a great, <laughs> a great setting for me to learn new things. Um, just even being out here, I... I feel like I read so much more now um, and I get to learn about like philosophy or um, quantum physics or whatever and I get to do it on my own time and um, that's not really an option during school which is there's you know, like, sort of ironic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there is some choice at school like you can choose what subjects to take but there's always the mm -hmm. requirements that you have to take yeah and then homework always on the weekends so yeah like the sort of model of like lectures and homework and exams so what's next for Jackie Lou <laughs> um I I don't know um I am at Nihilus um for The next couple months, I'm going back to school in January. Um, I'm coming back here um, after graduation. So definitely the Bay Area. Yeah, I think so. I, I love New York, but yeah. um, just the kind of like the kind of communities I found here and like the kind of um, exposure to all of these like really smart people and really cool companies, I think has been like uh, pretty unprecedented. Yeah, that's great. Well, Jackie, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me.